Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank. If you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. You may not realize this, but God is at war with all lies and every liar. On this show, I will share truth from the Word of God that exposes and destroys the lies and stereotypes that oppress black Americans and manipulate Christians while revealing wisdom to liberate you into the wonderful purposes he has for you and for your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done or where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not open your mind to consider what I have to say in the next 60 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You got nothing to lose. So let's begin. Good morning. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. I'm Apostle Dwayne Hughes, and um, today is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, and this is my second broadcast on my new, uh, or actually third broadcast, but it's the second for Just Truth, Um, and I've got a lot of good information for you today. Uh, If you watch the live stream from yesterday. Uh, there's some good information in there. I've, uh, you know, we're in the process or I'm in the process of beginning this whole new platform for me. And so there's a lot of work that I need to get done and do, but in the process, you know, it just is what it is. We work through the kinks. Uh, and so this is a new thing, but if you're familiar with my ministry, you know that I've had videos and whatnot on YouTube for since 2016. And then also, uh, this is new for me on Facebook. So if you're watching this live on Facebook, uh, this is new for me on Facebook. I've had a page up on Facebook active since 2016, but I really haven't done anything on it. And I'm in the process now. The Lord has finally gotten me into the place where He's ready for me to begin moving forward uh, with what he's given me to say and do. But the way he works is he laid the groundwork some years ago. And and that's why, you know, for those who are watching this on Facebook, if you go to Apostle Dwayne on YouTube, uh, you'll see that I've got 80 plus videos that I've had up there uh, for quite a while. And, and a lot of them, in a lot of those videos, God has given me some prophetic dreams that have come to pass. And I'm not talking about, oh, he told me where I was going to find my keys, that kind of mess. That's not, that's not prophecy. That's, that's fortune telling, witchcraft. No. What God does is he's in the past 
present and future at the same time. He actually exists outside of time. He's completely dominant over everything. And so what he does is he'll tell us something that's going to happen because he's there and he locks it. It's going to happen. And so when someone says they have a word from God, a prophecy from God that doesn't come to pass and the scripture, God tells you to know that that person is lying, that he didn't send them. And he watches over. He makes sure that what they say doesn't come to pass. If, if they say he told them uh, and he didn't. But then again, if he spoke to someone and said, this is going to happen and they report that to you, then he said, that's how you know to confirm that I sent them. That being said, so I've had a ministry up for quite a while. And there's quite a bit that I've learned through the course of the life that God has given me and and the things that trials and whatnot that he's taken me through. And what I've come to learn is these things are common in the life of every believer. Let me tell you. The hardest thing you can do in this life is be a Christian, a real one, and follow Christ, follow Mashiach. That's the hardest thing in this life that you can do because on one level, it's just, you know, there's, there's, there's accountability that he's given us in our fellow man that you have to live up to. And the reason you have to live up to that is because that is what proves that you have a relationship with him. But people don't make it easy on you. I mentioned yesterday that that this walk is, you know, here you're given this walk that you have to live that's basically rated G in an X-rated world. How do you do that? How do you live this life of doing what Christ has asked you to do, requires of you to do in a place where everything and everyone that is not in going in the same direction is trying to trip you up. It requires, it requires the hand of God in your life. It requires the work of the Holy Spirit in you and around you to keep you on that track because you cannot do it in your own power. You just can't. You cannot live the life that God has called us to live as followers of Mashiach. Mashiach is Hebrew for Messiah. That is the original word that we call Messiah and later Christ. It's Mashiach was first. That's the original. It's Hebrew. And so you'll hear me every now and then just on the sidebar. I'm, I'm going to say instead of saying Jesus, I'll say Yahushua because that's his original name. That's the actual name. OK, not Christ. Christ is a title. Mashiach is a title. But his name is Yahushua. And the father, God, the father, you have. The father, his name is uh, Yahuwah, is spelled capital, all caps, W-H-Y-H. This is important 
because he said it's important. He gave us his name and he had it all throughout the scriptures. There's a brother I know um, who gave me some information, some great information. He's uh, he's actually got a, a degree in Hebrew and and he was showing me where the name of Yahuwah is on almost every page in the Old Testament or actually it's on every page multiple times. But we've gotten to the place where we use titles, say God and things like that, that are not his name. But he gave us the name because he wants to uh, wants us to know him by his name. OK, and that's important. It's important. You may not think it's important. And if it's, if you don't, you know, Jesus said to the disciples when he was talking about John the Baptist, they asked him about Elijah. They said, but if you're the Mashiach, wasn't Elijah supposed to come first? And he said, if you can receive it, Elijah has already come. And the Holy Spirit revealed to them he was talking about John the Baptist. But he said, if you can receive it. See, everything comes down to what you believe, what you can receive. If you can receive it. Okay. It's like if I say, hey, listen, so-and-so, um, I've got a million dollars for you over here. Go over there and talk to this person and they'll give you the million dollars. Now, either I could be telling the truth or I could be lying. But you won't know if you don't go and check. And so now sometimes people, they can't receive because they don't believe. If I don't believe you, I'm not going to go check. If I'm not going to at least give you the benefit of the doubt to see if you, what you're saying is true, I'm not going to go check. And so a lot of people can't receive because they don't at least give God the benefit of the doubt. Okay, and so the name Yahuwah, God gave it to us. And um, there's a lot of things that we don't have now that the early church had. And the reason for that, there's a lot of reasons for that, but 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 one of the things that as believers in and God, we know is that the scripture tells us there is a devil. And truthfully, the only enemy that the devil has in the earth is God's church. The church is the is the people, the ecclesia is the people who've been called out of the world. And those people are indwelled by the most high God. And so there's there's a lot that I can tell you. And. There's a lot that I'm going to tell you, maybe not all today, but as we move along, there's so much information I'm going to cover, especially because I have different shows devoted to different things. So like this show, this live broadcast, I do one live, actually two live broadcasts, one during the week, Monday through Friday from 730 to 830, which is this show. It's called Just Truth. And then I've got on on the Sabbath, the Shabbat, Saturday, uh, I do a show called Shabbat with Apostle Dwayne from 9 to 10. And so that's two the two live shows I do. So Just Truth 
Monday through Friday, 7.30, this time. And then Shabbat on, on the Sabbath, on Saturday uh, from 9 to 10. But then I've also got six other shows that I'm in the process of getting going, but they're going to be on my podcast channel. Okay. And so my podcast channel, um, uh, and I've set up my own little mini network. I've, I've got six, eight, really eight shows uh, that are on my that are on my podcast network. It hasn't gone live yet. I'm in the process of, of making these recordings and I got to get them loaded up. But uh, if you've seen the banner, you know that there's different days where different shows are going to be released. I'm in the process. I'm in the works. I'm going to catch them up. So it was supposed to start this week. And and by the end of the week, they're all going to be up with the shows back to Monday when they started all the way through Saturday and then going forward. And so I've got six shows that are just going to be on my podcast network devoted to different areas. And you can see them on the banner. And um, I've got other things that um, uh, that that I'll be doing as well. Uh, for instance, I've got um, ApostleDwayne.com. That is, it's right now. It's just a landing page, but within, but before the end of the week, that site's going to be live, and you'll be able to go get to my podcast network from there. Or if you go from my podcast, go to my podcast network, you can get to the website, or you can get from any of these to uh, either Facebook or or uh, the Facebook. My, my ministry on Facebook or to my YouTube channel or Twitter. So, so there's a number of ways that you can reach me, but then again, I've also created a group on uh, Facebook called 40 C, which uh, is basically for the community. And so like-minded people, you'll be able to go in there and sign into that group and, and just communicate. Um, with one another and with me. Now, that's just the beginning. Uh, I'm looking at actually uh, setting up a forum website where it's completely separate from Facebook or anything. It's just a forum where you can come in and 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 have moderators and whatnot, uh, similar to the Facebook group, but but you know just like a forum and and where it's just our stuff devoted to giving you information and and everyone sharing the information so we've got these i've got these different things in the works in addition i've got some specified some specific trainings that are going to go be deep dives on revelation uh not just revelation see one of the things that 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 i was having a conversation with someone on twitter yesterday and it's funny to me, but most of what we spend time doing as believers is what the scripture calls milk. Do you realize that most of what we do is milk? When you read the book of Acts, actually, when you read the four God, well, no, if just go back to the old, go anywhere in the scripture, you see people actively doing stuff. They're living their life in accordance with the word of God. Next thing you know, they got to go see somebody in a country. God tells them, go someplace 
They don't want to go. They end up taking a fish taxi. The story of Jonah. Or Joseph ends up, you know, being sold into slavery by his brothers because he told them about a dream he had. Next thing you know, he's ending up ruling a country. You know, these are the things that happen when you're just obedient. When you're when you're operating in the in the things of God and he and he establishes you and and takes you through stuff and just blows you up. I mean, that's 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 normal. That is actually what's normal. When you read also, by the time you get to the New Testament, when when the Mashiach arrives on the scene, when Jesus, God arrives in flesh. Okay. When he arrived in flesh, I mean, you know, what he started to do, they had never even seen. No one had ever even seen the kind of things that he did. Nobody walking on water, commanding the wind and the waves, all that superhero stuff that you tune in to these movies and all that stuff. They're, all they're doing is copying what Jesus did. And they're using CG and, and a bunch of stuff. None of that's even real. He did it. He did it. He lived it. But not just him. All the disciples walked in the same stuff. You have to understand, this is our heritage as believers in Mashiach. It's not that we just get saved to go to heaven when you die. No. He said, occupy till I return. And so if you're occupying... You're gonna, you're gonna endure, you're gonna face trouble. You're gonna face trouble coming at you from every direction. You got the people who don't agree. You got the people who hate Christians, people who hate God. You got temptations. You have the devil, you got demons. All that stuff that's in the scripture is real. It's real. And so you're gonna face all these things. And that's why it's so hard. That's why this walk is so hard. But instead of us taking territory in the fight, instead of us, well, let me break that down. King David, when he started as the king, the kingdom was still very small. I mean, it was somewhat established. But when he became king, every time they got attacked by a neighboring nation or whoever, they ended up taking that as territory. So this country, this country on the on, on one side attacks, we now we, we win that battle and now we we run you, we own you. A country on another side attacks, and another side, and another side. Finally, they ruled that whole area. They were in charge. Everybody sent tribute because they couldn't stop the hand of God and those people who were faithful and winning those battles. And so when you get attacked, you're supposed to get the territory. If God is in you and he's giving you the territory, you may lose some battles or you may go through some training, 
but it's the process of growing you to the point where you become a winner. Okay. And so when you get attacked, you're supposed to get the territory. And, and so as a believer trying to walk this walk, you're going to face opposition. The opposition is designed to do two things, either kill you. Well, for actually, the first thing that, 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 that the devil wants to do is he wants to take your confession. He wants to get you to recant that you believe in Christ. That's why whenever I lead somebody to the Lord or, or even I pray for somebody, I, I tell people, now listen, don't ask me to pray for you unless you're willing to have me say what God has laid on my heart. And whenever I pray for people, I say, and, and, I, and I tell them, I said, because what I pray is that even if it means your death, you won't change your confession. Now, I've seen some people react when I prayed that before warning them. And, and they were like, I could see they were repulsed. They were like, what kind of prayer is that? That's because they don't have the understanding that I'm sharing with you. The understanding that I'm sharing with you is that the most important thing that you can do in this life is choose to follow Christ. Because if you don't, none of the rest of it even matters. None of it matters. You can be a billionaire, have everything, all that stuff. You die, you'll be bankrupt, go to hell, and then hell be thrown into the lake of fire. It meant nothing. It was a waste. Or you could be the poorest person in this life. And when you die, you go to heaven with the Lord. There ain't no need there. There's no lack there. There's no economy. There is no, the, the, the Bible is so amazing in, in, in the way it talks about things that we, we think are important, like the economy and all this economics all through the scripture. There's no working to eat there. It's, it's all provided. And it's at a way better level than anything you can have here. This this mess is, you wouldn't want any of this. No nobody who's ever been there, and 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 the Lord, you know, sent them back. They didn't want to come back. I'm talking about people with with infants. They died. They saw him. They're like, oh, I want to stay. And he's like, No, nah, you gotta go back. Oh darn it, I gotta go back and raise this baby that I love to death. Okay, that place is is amazing. And so you can you can be destitute here, but if you make it into there, you won. And so the first thing that the enemy wants to do is to get you recant, to change your confession. Now, there's some um, there's some false doctrines in the earth, and these false doctrines, a lot of Christians believe them, but they're not in the scripture. And because they're believing things that are not in the scripture, they don't know how to fight the fight and win. Now, this show is called Just Truth. I'm bringing you truth. I'm giving you the whole nine if you can handle it or not. Imagine um, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, imagine if you saw, you know how you see a dog when the, when a car goes by, you know, they'll chase the car. You know, and. Imagine if they caught the bumper. Imagine if they caught that car and they bit onto it and didn't let go. That dog would be dragged 
It wouldn't be a dog anymore. Right? Well, that's what this walk is. When you grab a hold of the Mashiach, you didn't grab onto something that's moving. He's moving. And everything in the world is going to try and get you to let go. Everything in the world is going to try and beat you down to, to, to make you let go of his hand. Because he's moving. He ain't stopping. He ain't slowing down. He's moving. Snatch you right out of your shoes. But you have these doctrines, these false doctrines. And these false doctrines actually limit people's ability to hold on. I'll give you an example. Um, there's this doctrine called once saved, always saved. Not in the scripture. Not in the scripture. You have someone came up with these theologies where they're trying to extrapolate from the Bible and come up with things that God didn't tell them. If God didn't tell you, you only have, we only have to operate on what he tells us. You don't, you're not trying to take the test. He gives you the answers up front. You just have to remember them. But a lot of times people trying to appear wise or whatnot, they come up with these arguments and things and they create rules and systems and things. And, and next thing you know, other people are trying to live according to that. And that's not what you do. If the doctrine that you believe is not firmly established in the scripture, then don't believe it. Or if someone comes to you and tells you something like that, don't, don't believe it. And so let me talk about this once saved, always saved. They say that no matter what you do, once you get saved, you're always saved. But that's not what the scripture says. Jesus said, if you deny me before men, now he's talking, he said you, if you, meaning he's talking to the disciples. He said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father who's in heaven. So there, if you deny him, you can't say I'm a believer and I deny, I changed my mind. If you say you change your mind, you just recant it. And if you recant, he's going to deny you. You lose your salvation. You want to know how someone, you want to know if someone, how someone um, dies saved? They never recant. Or if they do recant, they repent. I'll give you an example. Peter. Peter tried, tried to follow, trollowed. He tried to follow. Uh, Jesus into the crucifixion. But he couldn't because he wasn't given the territory. Holy Spirit wasn't in him at that time. And he had not been granted power to stand in that place. That was the epicenter of all satanic power. Right then in the temple. Think about that. And here, Jesus came to the temple. They took him to the temple, and there was 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 a, a place of, of of heavy demonic presence. And Peter was trying to go into that place, 
because he was trying to 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 be obedient to what he told Jesus. He told Jesus, "I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to uh, turn from you. I'm not going to deny you, even if the rest of these people do." Sometimes your mouth writes a check that you're behind can't cash. I always love that saying. You know, uh, sometimes we overcommit ourselves to something God didn't tell us to do. And so Peter tried to volunteer himself into something that God didn't tell him. As a matter of fact, God told him, you're actually going to do the opposite. You're going to, these, uh, the rest of these are going to run, but you're going to run and deny me. And it happened. Next thing you know, Peter denies Christ and, um, and Jesus looked dead at him. And, and, and Peter went away and wept bitterly. Now, Peter didn't know. Jesus had told everybody, I'm going to be resurrected. But they couldn't hear it because it wasn't open to them yet. But once he was resurrected and he appeared to the disciples, uh, actually he appeared to some of the women, he told them, go tell my disciples and Peter. Before, whenever he said disciples, Peter was in there. But now he made a distinction. Go tell my disciples and Peter. Now you have to understand, he loved Peter. The most high, he loved Peter. Peter's that guy. Peter's that dude, man. Peter's that ride or die, man. Peter's that guy. And he loved Peter. But he told him up front, he said, Satan's going to, he's, he's, he's asked permission to beat you as wheat. But I pray for you that your faith will not fail. I heard a pastor teach this. I don't remember this guy's name, but it was a good message. He, he said, you know, he said he didn't tell Peter, but I prayed that it won't happen. He just said, I prayed that, that your faith won't fail. He was letting them know, you're going to get beat. You're going to go through some stuff for me. But I'm praying for you that your faith won't fail, meaning you won't change your confession. You won't lose heart. You won't turn back. I pray for you that your faith won't fail and that you will turn and strengthen your brothers. Now, that is what he's praying for all of us. And later on, after he was resurrected, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter and to, to come and see me, that, I, that I'm risen. And so when the first time he saw Peter, no, actually the last time he saw Peter, um, right before he, he, he left bodily, you know, he was resurrected bodily and he was, he was uh, you know, he saw them by the lake. The last time that he saw Peter, uh, he was sitting amongst Peter and the other disciples and they were eating. Okay. And he asked Peter in front of everybody, he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? Now, the old Peter would have said, yeah, I love you way more than the rest of these cats. But now he was like, Lord, you know, I love you. And he said, he asked him again, he said, Peter, do you love me more than these? And he actually he said, do you love me more than these? And he, and he said, Lord, you know, I love you. And he said, feed my sheep. 
And he said, he asked him again, Peter, do you love me more than these? He said, Lord, you know I love you. And he said, feed my lambs. Then he asked him a third time. He asked Peter the third time. He said, Peter, do you love me more than these? Or do you love me? I can't remember. Um, and that time it really hit Peter to the heart. Because Peter denied him three times. He had to answer that question publicly three times. And it was no longer where, um, you know how like as a parent, you have a kid and let's say the child does something and they violate your trust. You give them the benefit of the doubt and then you just move on. You forgive them and you move on. But after they've done it a certain number of times, they've broken trust. And you can't just take their word for it. Now they have to, to prove to you who they say they are. And so Peter went from taking for granted Peter to now prove Peter. And so, and he did, of course, you know, his, his faith, you know, he, he, he began uh, anew because now he was humbled, you see. And so, um, and because he denied him three times, he had to confess publicly in front of everybody three times. Now, I'm not telling you that, oh, you, you do this three times, you, you, that happens three times. What I'm saying is, I'm just kind of illustrating an example. Peter had to tell him three times before he became a disciple again. Okay? When you recant, that is not an easy thing to fix. That, that's gonna, you're going to go through some stuff, so don't do that. The one thing you don't want to give the enemy is volunteer to quit. It's kind of like um, the Navy SEALs. The, the United States uh, uh, Navy has this special forces operation group called the Navy SEALs. And, and to become a SEAL, you have to go through, you know, yeah, you go through regular boot camp, but then they go through this extreme boot camp that is designed to, um, to wash out everybody. Only the ones who get to the place where they're so committed that no matter what they're going to go through, they're going to finish. They, they, they weed out everybody that doesn't reach that, reach that level of not just fanaticism, but, but commitment. They weed out everybody that doesn't reach that level because that's the level that's required to do that job. And so um, when you're when they're going through that training, um, the, the now some people like if you don't make a time or you don't make a, a, a you don't meet something, you fail, you fail out. But for those that don't fail, there's a process that you go through to quit. It's really, really easy. It's very easy. It's very easy. They put this, there's just a little, there's a bell. There's a bell hanging on a little pole. And it's on the beach. 
they're always working out near this thing or or somewhere around it. And all you got to do is get up, walk over to the bell, and ring it. And that's such an easy thing to do. Just get up. Once that decision is even percolating in your mind, you're going to find your way over to that bell. Once that's, once that's even a thought in your mind, that bell becomes a reality because the pain, the pain of the runs, the pain of the working out, the, the cold, the sand, you know, uh, the, the climbing, the, the fighting, all this stuff, you know, it's, it, there's pain. And then there's mental stress. There's, 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 there's mental and emotional stress that will break you. And so it eventually pulls the quit out of those who have not decided to kill it. And so there's a very easy process. You just walk over and ring the bell. Once you ring that bell, that's it. That's it. Just ringing the bell, that's it. That's all it takes. You ring that bell with your hand on your own. You got up and you walked over and rung that bell. Not someone dragged you over to it and put your hand on it and, and rung it. No, you did it. You, you get up and go ring that bell. It's over. Well, the Christian walk to get out is much more simple than that. It's much easier than that. The stakes are much higher. The trials are much tougher. The enemies are much greater. And all you got to do is say it. All you got to do is just say it out of your mouth. And where does that start? With a thought. Everything that you think comes out in your actions. The thought life is where all the battles are. The real battles are. Because the thought lives add up to your live life. Your speak life. Your do life. All comes out of your thoughts. And so if that thought is percolating in your mind, then eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. And I can tell you this. That is why this walk is so hard. Because that temptation is so readily available. The enemy wants to steal your confession. He wants to get you to recant. But if you walk around with this false doctrine in your head that I'm just saved, no matter what I do, I'm saved. Despite what the scripture says. Then. You won't be ready when that when the fight comes to you. And so that's why when I'm talking to people and I, you know, like, you know, again, sometimes someone asked me to pray for them. And I tell him, I said, man, you, you, you know, let me tell you, if you want me to pray for you. I'm going to put this in here. So if you don't want me to put that in there, don't ask me to pray for you. Because if I can't put that in there, then you haven't made that commitment. And if you haven't made that commitment, your walk is already flawed. If you haven't made the commitment that you're going to 
that you're going to live for Christ, die to yourself, which may actually manifest in you actually dying, then your, your walk is, is dead from the beginning. It's just waiting to happen. The bell is already rung. You're just postponing the ringing of the bell. Go ring it now. Go ring it now. Now, I know this might seem like I'm, I'm kind of going in heavy, but it's the truth. It's true. I, you know, I, I'm, I've got some other stuff that I'm meant to get to today, but but the Lord is taking me in this direction, so I'm going to stay here. Uh, and I'll see if I can get to what I told you I was going to talk about today. I, I, well, at least I said this week. This stuff's upcoming this week. So, so if I don't get to it today, I'll get to it tomorrow. But what you have to understand is that you were made for purposes that are much greater than you can even imagine. Much, much greater. But if you don't believe it, you'll never see it. I can tell you this, if you're listening to this message, you have an opportunity God wants to take you and make you a mini Jesus. We're supposed to look like him, act like him, do what he did. And the devil wants you to not do any of that. He wants you to die without coming to Christ. If you come to Christ, he don't want you to do nothing. He don't want you to have any rewards and he's going to come at you. And all you have to do, you only have really one job. Maintain your confession and be faithful. Really, it's one job. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. That all, all of this walk, all of it, all of this walk is in that one job. Just be faithful. If you can do that, the miraculous is just a part of you surviving. I can promise you, I know. And in the process of you being faithful, you will do things that you didn't imagine. Or God will do things around you, in you, through you. Because if there's a God inside of you, if the God of the universe is inside of you, He's going to bring pressure to squeeze him out of you. What we do is we overflow what's inside of us. That's why Jesus said, if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What we want to do is when we get squeezed, we want light to come out. And light can't come out if light ain't in there. Because you're going to get squeezed. You're going to come against pressure. You're going to come against all kinds of things. But God needs people in the time that we're in right now. In the time that's coming. He needs mature believers. Who aren't running around looking for uh, the next thing to put some money in your pocket. While getting their pockets lightened. 
who aren't led astray by people who don't even know God, who aren't afraid to speak to authorities, rulers, and, and, and systems, and governments, and people, and tell them, thus saith the Lord, you were born a man, you're a man. You were born a woman, you're a woman. And this mixing of the two, where you're both, is not, you, you can, you have, you, you know, I'm going to tell you, I'm, let me say this coming straight from Apostle Dwayne. Every person who wants to be a homosexual, they have the right to be a homosexual. Every person that wants to be a transvestite, they have a right to do that. Every person that wants to be a lesbian, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, you have a right to choose to do that. Period. No one can take that from you, but it is a choice. You weren't made that way. It's a choice. And that's what the Bible says. So that's what I'm going to agree with. And when you make that choice, whatever choice you make, the consequences are not determined by you. Whatever choice I make, God determines my consequences and he determines yours. Everybody. Everyone's consequences are determined by the most high and he is not going to change that. Regardless of whether you come into persecution Regardless of whether uh, earthly authority or whoever comes against you, it don't it doesn't change nothing. God is the determiner of the outcome. Now, I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to move to what I actually plan for today. Um, God is not trying to save your life on this side. Let me say that again. God is not trying to save your life on this side you will eventually die you will leave this body behind you're not gonna you're not gonna be young forever you're not gonna be old forever eventually this this body that you're driving around is gonna go to the grave and then the only thing that you'll have at that point is the testimony of what you did while you were still in this body, because where you go in the next place is determined by what you did in this place. And there's only two choices. There's heaven and there's hell. And so it's very important that you understand now. And when I say God's not trying to save your life on this side, he's not people die in car accidents, sickness, all kinds of illness. You know, it, it boggles the mind to me. When I hear Christians pray immature prayers, you want to hear an immature prayer? You want to you want to hear an example of an immature prayer? And I know for, for everyone or for a lot of the people listening to me, this is going to seem, you know, asinine that I would even say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, when I hear people who are supposedly believers pray and say, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. That tells me that that person has an anchor in this world. They're still anchored here. Nobody who leaves here and goes and sees heaven for even a second ever wants to come back. This place is filthy. On one hand, you got some good stuff. You got 
air conditioning, ice cream. You got, you know, nice things. You got perfume, flowers, views, you know, sunsets, sunrises. Uh, you, you know, there's there's in, entertainment, uh, enjoyment, friends, family. You have laughter. There's so many good things here. But there's also a lot of wicked stuff here, too. You got devil worshipers. You got crime. You got murder, rape, incest. You got hate, racism, oppression, war, killing. You got lies, deceit, famine, hunger. This place, you know, has got just as much bad as it's got good. But hell, that's a completely different animal. <laughs> there ain't nothing good there. And nobody that goes there is good either. And so you're going to die. In order to get to heaven, you have to die. There's, uh, uh, you know, there's this old saying, everybody wants to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That's true. If you're anchored here, if your thinking is anchored here, oh, I'm so glad I'm alive and, and all this other stuff on this side, then actually heaven has not been made your home. In your mind, you're ready to ring the bell to stay here. You're ready to do whatever you have to to stay alive here. And if you're ready to ring the bell to stay here, you'll ring that bell and recant when the pressure gets too tough. You'll ring that bell and, and recant and turn in your family if the government don't like Christians all of a sudden. You're ringing that bell and, 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 and inform on people. You're ringing that bell and do things that God says don't do. If you're so anchored in this place, you'll ring that bell. You'll, you'll, you'll say it right out of your mouth. I'm not one of them. Now, again, you know, well, let me just say this also. It's not my criteria. God may have you in a place where to be shrewd, you say, no, nah, I'm not one of them. And you to get out and go save some people, whatever. I don't know. But if it comes down to it and it's life and death and you say, no, nah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this so that I don't have to die physically, then you've recanted. And at that point, you're in the worse trouble than you were in the first place. Because those who know God and turn away from him, those who hear the scripture and turn away from him, those who hear the testimony and turn away from him, those who see the miracles and turn away from him, those who, who have the revelation and turn away from him, when they get to hell, their, their situation is even worse. On top of them having worse to deal with, then they also have that memory that they were just one confession away. All they had to do was not say one thing. And they would have made it. And so that it's that serious. It's that serious. It's life and death. If it's not that real to you, then you're not going to be a true believer. You're not going to walk in the things of God. God only wants people who are sold out and committed and willing to put themselves on the line. If you're not willing to do that, he said, you know, if there's anything that's worth more to you than me, you're not worthy of me. 
period. That's not my criteria. That's not coming from Apostle Dwayne. That's coming from the Most High God. But what he's wanting right now, he's wanting us to get off of this milk and meat. He's wanting us to shed this fear. People are dying, killed by the police, killed by other people. You saw what happened in Buffalo. You saw what happened in Uvalde. The guy in Uvalde was killing his own, mostly his own people. He's Hispanic, killing Hispanics. But then you had this guy in in um, in Buffalo, this devil worshiper, who went and killed a bunch of people that were unarmed, and he had been there the day before, just to make sure that there weren't going to be any anybody there with guns. I mean, what kind of what kind of thing is going on in someone's head like that? And he admitted that he was a racist. And then he said the alleged killer, alleged, alleged. Why is it always alleged when it's somebody like that? He's a murderer. And so you got these people breeding. And you could have been in that grocery store that day. That would have been the day. That would have been the day. You know, we, we, we've got stuff coming and it's time out for all this fear and punking out. It's time for us to, to say and be who we are. And I'm not going out like that. If somebody kills me, it's not because I just let them. Now, I'm not saying that they, that the people there let anybody kill them or anything like that that what i'm saying is what happens to apostle Dwayne won't be the same as what happened with george floyd not happening not happening if if someone if i died like if i died you know being killed by the police you'll know that there was a fight going on period i'm not going to go out start any trouble i'm not going to go bother anybody anything like that but you're not going to just take my life from me without a fight period and I don't believe that anybody, there's nobody who should just volunteer to be killed for nothing. Period. That's not, you You won't find that in the scripture. Okay. And so, um, and so that's what this, this ministry is. That's what my ministry is about. It's just truth. I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you the truth. And I'm going to give you things that are designed to uh, ground you in the word of God and the teaching of God, the revelation of God, so that you can be established in the earth and leave a legacy when you go. There's a lot of people. I know someone, I have a relative who is almost 70 years old. And I love them, but they're lost. And when I say lost, you know, this person just got out of jail again, almost 70 years old. And I tried to have a conversation with them and about things that matter 
Like, man, you're almost you're you're old now. What are you gonna do with your life? What is your plan? Do you have a plan? And and he that didn't last more than two seconds. We got off the phone. I got off the phone. I ain't had time for that. I didn't have time for that. I got too much going on. I got work. I got stuff I can't even get to. Why would I take time away from that to spend on someone who, in their mind, has unlimited amount of time, unlimited amount of opportunity, that, that hasn't even really thought about what the meaning of life is? I don't have time for that. Some people you have to love at a distance. I don't have time for nobody like that. I got people, I've got people I don't talk to. You know, you try and destroy my life. You really, you, what you said is you don't want me in it. You don't want to be in mine. Okay, we're good. I'm, I'm good. I just move on. I ain't got time for that. And I'm going to tell you something. Neither do you. Neither do you. You only got a finite amount of time and you don't know when you're going to punch that clock. You don't know when the Lord's going to say, come home now or leave that body now you got no more chances you don't know and it has to be deathly serious to you what what the judgment's going to be and i'm gonna tell you there's these there's these people these uh hebrew uh israelites who are fakes um who don't know the scripture you got a lot of people out there these different groups and they're they're all about you know getting you in my camp or or that camp or this camp or that camp and all that other stuff i know they're not from god you know they're not from god because god speaks about brotherhood the unity and brotherhood here they're trying to separate people into their little cult and then they'll sit here and and talk to you and hit you with 50 different scriptures bouncing around and they'll take one sentence or a part of a sentence out of something that someone said. That's like you taking a part of a sentence out of what I just said. A part of one sentence, apart from the context, just take one part of one sentence, and now you tie that with another part of another sentence somewhere else. Man, I said it in a context. Give me, take the paragraph. Take the paragraph. Take the, the couple, take the whole sentence in a paragraph. A page, take take it out, put it put a page together. But they don't do that. What they do is they think that they can overwhelm you by the fact that they've memorized a bunch of stuff that they don't understand. They can't even, you know, when I talk to people like that, they run. I hit them with a few questions, and then you know, by the time I detect that they're that they're just caught up into their pride, then what I'll do is I just go to the next level. I just take it to the next level. Paul said that I didn't come to you with cunning speech, but the demonstration of power. And so what I do is I just take it to the next level. I say, okay, so you want to sit here and get into these endless debates? Let me show you how I operate. And I say, in the name of Jesus. I command every lion spirit speaking in and through that person to be silent and to reveal yourself so that they'll know that they are indwelled by a devil. And you know what? They stop talking because the authority of the most high in me backs it up because he told me to say it. And then he'll convict that demon devil speaking out of that person and they got nothing to do but run. Because they cannot stand. I, I had a man come to me trying to talk all that stuff. And I said, hey, man, okay. Do you hear from God? 
Well, I hear from him through his word. No, I said, do you hear from God? Has God spoken to you? The Holy Spirit just prompted me to ask him that question. He couldn't get away from me fast enough because he doesn't. And the people that he listens to don't either. Don't mean to get off into a rant, but um, this is life and death. This is life and death, and you don't need anything but truth. If someone comes and tells you something that they cannot prove, that they cannot anchor, that you cannot uh, hang your hat on, that they're not willing to die for, run. Run. Because they don't know what they're talking about. Period. And I can tell you this. Every suicide bomber, every last one of them, believed that they were right. You got a lot of people who will follow a lie to their death believing that it's right. Why would you not follow the truth? And by the way, as soon as they checked out of the body, they realized they were wrong, but they couldn't go back. Okay? We don't want to be that. Follow what's right. Ground yourself in the truth. Truth. Jesus said, I'm the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes by the no one comes to the Father except through me. He said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Period. Period. He is the truth. He is the truth. And I'm, what I'm giving you in this ministry is just truth. If it don't come, it, if it ain't about the Mashiach or ain't come from the Mashiach, you're not going to get it from me because it's not going to help you. And I have one thing that I'm responsible for. It's my ministry before the Most High and him holding me accountable. Well, it's 8.30. Uh, thank you for uh, listening and joining me, those who have joined on this live stream. Um, <clears throat> I shall uh, get, to, <laughs> I'll have to get to what I have planned for today, another day. But uh, hopefully God is uh, speaking to you through these messages and empowering you to walk by his spirit and in his grace. And uh, if that being the case, then I've done my job and I pray that God strengthen you for the times ahead and that he bless you uh, with the courage and the strength and whatever you need to overcome and maintain. Jesus said, um, occupy until I return. So I'm praying that he's giving you what you need to occupy until your time is up. That's all for today. Thank you. This is Apostle Dwayne. Please join us again tomorrow for another insightful episode of Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne.